Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Billy Crone reveals how to make America great again, and Pastor Larry will answer another important Bible prophecy question. We're only eight days away from our online Summer Prophecy Conference, 10 different speakers, all online and all on demand. Watch when you want, as often as you want. From July 15th through the 24th, you'll have complete access to special sessions by Michael Hoggard, Kamal Salim, J.R. Church, Rob Linstead, Larry Spargimino, Noah Hutchings, Micah Van Huss, Doc Marquis, Ambassador Henry Cooper, and Eric Barger. Register today for the online Summer Prophecy Conference by visiting the events section of our website, swrc.com, or simply call 1-800-652-1144. Monday was Independence Day. We celebrated our nation's amazing independence from the hands of tyranny and oppression. What made America so great was that America was founded on Christianity. Pastor Billy Crone is here to look at how America can be great again. No matter what modern progressive revisionist historians try to make you believe, America was founded as a Christian nation. In fact, in 1892, the U.S. Supreme Court stated in the case of the Church of the Holy Trinity versus the United States that America is a Christian nation and that it has been from the discovery of America to the present hour. But today our country seems to be drifting away from our Christian heritage. This week as we celebrate our independence, I thought it would be a good time to visit with Pastor Billy Crone about America. Pastor Billy is certainly no stranger to our program, having been on many, many times before. He is the senior pastor of Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is also the founder of Get a Life Ministries. Today, he's here to talk about what makes America great again. Welcome, Pastor Billy. Thanks so much for being on the program with me today. Hey, thanks again for having me on. It's always a treat. Well, Pastor Billy, you've produced a DVD titled What Makes America Great Again, and you start out by saying that the United States of America is under attack. What did you mean by that statement? Take a look at the current administration. If you had, for some strange reason, a deliberate goal to completely dismantle, destroy our country, they're doing exactly that. And the reason why they're doing exactly that is because that's exactly their stated goal. The Biden administration, their slogan was Build Back Better. Build Back Better, in fact, he even used the term dark winter. We're headed for a dark winter when he was running against Trump. And both of those terms, believe it or not, come from the World Economic Forum, who is the ones who's behind the Great Reset. And the Great Reset basically want to install the Antichrist Kingdom, a one-world economy, a cashless society where everybody's tracked and monitored. They're going to control your buying and selling, a one-world government, all that stuff, etc., that's really what the Great Reset is. They call it the Great Reset all you want. It's the rise of the Antichrist kingdom. Well, that phrase, Build Back Better and Dark Winter, that came from them. So Biden told you from the get-go who he is working for, and it's not the people of the United States of America. And this whole new green thing and we can't do oil, they're purposely causing inflation. They're purposely driving you away with the gas prices to switch to electric and this green deal. It's the new religion on the planet. We all got to band together, deny national sovereignty. We got to come together as one and, and work together and have these elites take control and tell us how to live. And, and by the way, they're going to own everything and you'll own nothing. And somehow, apparently, they say you're still going to be happy and, and all this baloney. That all comes from the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset folks. Well, again, Biden's in that. So how is that not an attack? 
And you think, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. You can go to the World Economic Forum. Believe it or not, they have a YouTube channel. Look at their Great Reset promotion. And you'll see that they tell you the many different planks of what their goal is around the planet, whether you want it or not, by the way. And one of them clearly says America will no longer be a world superpower. They say it right there. They call us out. They didn't say that to China or Russia or some other country, Venezuela, or you know whatever. It's, and so they're deliberately destroying America. In fact, we have a lot of contacts from around the world with our teaching ministry. They're watching us big time, and they've been watching us for a while because they've seen their countries already go down the tubes, give up their sovereignty in essence, ripping off their freedoms as well, certainly through the whole COVID thing and all that stuff. But they admit, this is their words, not mine, America is the last vestige of opportunity for freedom. If America goes, it's over. This is why we're under attack. Now, that's just from a geopolitical point of view. The other thing that we're under attack is what's going on in the news. Look at what's going on. You've got crime rate. You've got violence. You've got all kinds of immorality. It's getting so bad that, as Romans 1, God warned that when you turn away from him and reject him, even though he's given you plenty of evidence for his existence, you reject him in the school system, you reject him in the government, you reject him in the home, he says, I'm going to give you over. And that final stage is a depraved mind, and we're there. Because it says there, when you get a depraved mind from God as an act of judgment, you start doing things you ought not to do. And where are we at right now? we got drag queens that are reading stories to kids in school. we got schools that are using pornographic materials to teach kids about homosexuality and all kinds of stuff. That's even in preschool. you got right now in our country, and this is even in the current administration, they cannot define what a woman is. Yeah, I know. Now, folks, you can call that strange. You can call it unbiblical. I have a biblical term for it. It's called a depraved mind. Exactly. So we're under attack geopolitically and morally. We are now being run by depraved people. They've taken over the government. They've taken over the school system. And what will make America great, if God allows us the ability to turn this ship around before the seven-year tribulation comes, i.e. have one genuine revival. If it's going to happen, we've got to get back to what makes America great, and that is Jesus Christ and Him alone. And this is what our country was founded upon. I get it that the world rejects that. They don't know better. They don't know Christ. But come on, I'm talking about Christians here. Stop putting your hope in a political Savior and get back to the one and only Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. I'm not saying roll over and play dead. The Scripture is very clear. As Christians, we're called to be the salt. We're called to be the light. And Second Thessalonians 2 actually says that the church is to be the restraining influence. It's the Greek word kateko, and it means to hold back the course and hindrance thereof, the progress in the context that they rise in the Antichrist kingdom. So I'm all about we need to get out there and vote. We need to get somebody else in office between all this stuff. But my point is this. The core issue that we're facing is not just we need a switch of a political regime, because we had that for four years, but what did the church do? We didn't take advantage of it. We sat on our haunches, and then we lost it, and we're back in the same boat again. When the solution the whole time has been Jesus Christ. And again, you go back to the foundation of our country, that's what made America great. It was Jesus Christ. Our country was clearly founded on Christianity, the Bible, Biblical principles, it was woven into our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, it was in our government, it was in our court. In fact, the very fact that we have three forms of government, the way that we have with the House and the Senate, all that's biblical principles. It was in our legal system, it was in our school system, and it was our home, and dare I say, it was being promoted from the churches. But we don't have that today. But it, again, I'm not here just to be pessimistic. I'm just here to encourage you, if we're going to have one genuine true revival before the hammer comes down, the only way it's going to happen is we need to lead the way as the church 
and promote that we need to get Jesus Christ back into our government, back into our schools, dare I say, back into our churches and our individual hearts and lives. In the What Makes America Great Again DVD, you ask a question that really made me think. You ask, could we as a church be making the same mistake that the Jewish people made at Jesus' first coming, hard on the heel of Jesus' second coming? And you hinted at this just a second ago, but would you elaborate on that? Yeah, when you look at Jesus' first coming, he's, he's making his triumphal entry, right? And then all of a sudden, and this is, of course, Luke 19, and then he weeps over Jerusalem because he knew, even though right there they were all excited, here he comes, here he comes, right? Hosanna, Hosanna. But he knew, obviously, as God in the flesh, that he was going to be rejected by his own people. And they feigned in the beginning that they wanted him, but here's the point, if you understand the Scripture. Jesus knew they were going to reject them because he knew their hearts, and he knew what they really wanted. Listen, was not a spiritual Savior, i.e. the Messiah in the flesh. They wanted a political Savior. They wanted someone to save them, not from their sins, but from Roman oppression. And that's why Jesus says in the parallel passage of Matthew 23... He revealed a problem before he revealed the signs. And Matthew 23 says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jesus speaking, you kill the prophets and stone those who sent you. How I long to gather your children together as a hen gathers your chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. You were not willing, Israel, because you wanted the wrong things. You had the wrong desire. You thought, listen, a political savior could bring you peace and prosperity when only Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the Messiah, who was right before you, could do that, but then so Jesus wept, and he predicts that they were doomed. I believe that we, the Church, have been doing that, frankly, for a long time now. I remember when I first got saved in 1993, even back then, it just seemed like the only time that the Church really got serious and motivated, which, by the way, wasn't every day sharing Jesus Christ to the lost, which is the solution, by the way. No amount of laws can change a human heart, but Jesus Christ can. Every four years, people, man, they risk relationships, they go knock on doors, they incur an argument with family members or loved ones over political issues because it's election time and they need to get their guy in office. And then after they got what they wanted, what they do? They sat on their haunches. I've watched that same cycle, Pastor Collins, and I'm sure you have too, every single election cycle. Yes. And how many times we get duped? Hey, we've got to get Clinton out of office, and, and then here comes Bush Jr. Then here comes another Democrat, and then we, oh, then we get serious, and the same thing. I believe that God was giving us a reprieve the previous four years with Donald Trump. And again, I warned from the pulpit that very first Sunday, after he squeaked it out, even with all their cheating the first time, I says, okay, if in fact this is a reprieve from God, because if Hillary gotten in, we'd just be that much closer to the one world government. What are we going to do? Are we going to take advantage of this window of opportunity? I says, at best, we got, if the Lord should tarry and we're still alive, still here, we got eight years, okay, that we all assumed that he was going to get in a second, but he didn't. And I said, so what are we going to do with it? Are we going to sit back on our haunches like we've done every single time for the last 20 years when you get what you want and then get out there and make a difference in America and utilize this opportunity to where we got now support in the government and we could get Jesus Christ back into the schools, back into the government. We could respond as the churches and lead the way back with the charge, sharing God's truth. We could stand up for biblical principles because now we have the law back on our side. We've got judges that are more conservative and will rule in our favor. Are we going to take advantage of that? I don't know what you saw, Pastor Collins. I didn't see that. No. It just literally broke my heart. I saw Christians once again, they basically did a big sigh of relief. Hillary didn't get in. And they sat back down on their haunches. And guess what? You reap what you sow. I think we missed a golden opportunity. 
we didn't take advantage of that. My concern is we're doing the same thing to Israel. What we're basically saying, we say that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We say that Jesus is what makes our country great. We say that, yes, we believe that that's what our country is founded on, and that's our only hope. And then if we're going to turn things around, we need a genuine revival, and the churches need to preach it. We say that, but really what we're saying to God is, no, we want what Israel wants. We're going to feign excitement, but it's not a spiritual excitement. We put all our hopes in a political Savior, and then once we got what we wanted we've rejected the true solution. We're doing the exact same mistake. My point is this. When are we going to get it through a head church? The answer to America's ills, if you want to turn things around, if there's going to be revival, it's not a political savior. They're great slogan tiles, make America great again. And the latest one, of course, is save America. No man can save America. No man can make America great again. But Jesus Christ can. Amen. And we've got to get back to that. Amen. You know, Pastor Billy, when I was in the Army, I had multiple tours to Iraq, and part of our mission was to win hearts and minds. And I've said for years that if we would have sent as many missionaries to Iraq as we did soldiers, the world would be a different place. So I understand exactly what you're saying. Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the only thing that can change hearts. Well, exactly. That's what the Scripture says. It's the truth that sets people free, right? And again, you think about it, right? You want to lower crime, then you witness to people. You know why? Because when you get truly saved, is that how you live anymore? No. You want to stop the gun violence that's going on right now in the country? It's not getting rid of the guns. That's not the issue, right? It's what? You witness to people, right? You want to stop the violence in school, period, and all the horrible stuff? Get the scripture. Get God back in the school system, right? A lot of people say, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get the Bible back in school. Not to be pessimistic, but guys, can I tell you something? That's going to take a long time, because these guys have completely hijacked our school system. And they're not just teaching. They not only ripped out the Bible of the school, but not only ripped out prayer in the school. They ripped out the Ten Commandments. They ripped out Christianity. They're teaching the live evolution. And then they have the audacity, well, hey, gee, why are kids so flippant with life when they teach in the live evolution that we just came from the goo to the zoo to me and you, that there's no reason for life? Why are we shocked when we teach kids that they came from an ape, the lie of evolution, and then they act like apes, and we're all like, oh, how could that happen? We say that there is no God, that they act ungodly. Hello? So again, they did it on purpose. They hijacked their schools. They're so entrenched in controlling the school system. The school system, folks, right now is being controlled by the NEA, the National Education Association. They're controlled by the United Nations. Do the homework, folks. This is where all this filth is coming from. Uh, it's being done on purpose to destroy the Judeo-Christian ethic because you can't have the founding fathers' principles that we have in our country, that our rights come from our creator, okay, not from the government, built on biblical principles. You've got to get rid of that if you're going to prepare them for the new world order. There's something you could do right now to protect your kids and to stop the brainwashing and the destruction of their minds and souls. It's called homeschool. Get your kids out of that sewer pipe. How bad does it have to get? You want your kids protected from a possible school shooting? Homeschool. You want your kids protected from being taught and encouraged to become some sort of a sexual deviant, a homosexual, a transgender, gender fluid, whatever they want to be, identified as a cat, or they don't even know what a woman is? You want to protect your kid from that? Homeschool. You don't even have to wait until you go through the legal system. You could do that right now. You want to protect your kid from the drugs and all the immorality and all those negative effects of people that don't know Christ? Homeschool. Are you starting to see a pattern here? homeschool, right? And you take control back. As parents, we are charged of God to educate and train up our child in the ways of the Lord, right? 
And if you think that just going to a Sunday school class one hour a week, if you go to a church service, that's even worth its salt. Most church programs for kids is just a glorified babysitting. And so are they even really getting the scripture? And then you're assuming that you're teaching them at home as a parent. But then they have a 40-hour-a-week stimming of brainwashing from the secular system, and you really don't think that's not going to have an effect on your kids? Folks, we have got to wake up. This is crunch time. And the biggest way to turn the schools around and get them back to God is to demonstrate with your feet. It's called a mass exodus. And if enough people were to leave the school system, the school system would change. But as long as we continue to compromise and sacrifice our kids on the altar of convenience, nothing's going to change. And they're going to continue to be brainwashed. And then I'm telling you, because I deal with this all the time, then you're going to be in the pastor's office saying, man, I just, I raised them in the church, but as soon as they got on their own, 18, the percentiles in the high 80% of kids who were raised in a Christian home went to church services by their first year in secular college, they walk away from Christ. How bad has it got to get before you get serious? The only answer to our country, what will save America, what will make America great again, is Jesus Christ. And can I tell you something? We need to stop saying it, and we need to start doing it, including get your kids out of the sewer pipe. Amen. I'm sure that our listeners will want to have their own copy of this DVD. It's titled, What Makes America Great Again? And we're going to have Pastor Billy Crone back with us tomorrow. Pastor Billy, thanks again for being on the program with me today. Thank you. We'll have much more from Pastor Billy Crone next time. Today, we're featuring Billy Crone's explosive DVD, What Makes America Great Again. What Makes America Great Again exposes the amazing three-step plan that was set up by our founding fathers to ensure our freedoms and maintain our country's awesome power and vitality. Order your copy of the DVD, What Makes America Great Again?, when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Our host, Pastor Larry, is here now, ready to answer another important Bible question. Pastor Larry, why are the governments and empires presented as vicious beasts in Bible prophecy? Let's look first at some examples. Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream in which he sees a frightening statue representing empires and kingdoms that will come on the scene, especially those that have something to do in the future with the nation of Israel. In Daniel 2 verse 1, it says, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled, and his sleep brake from him. The king was troubled. It was a troubling dream that robbed the king of sleep. There are four kingdoms in Daniel 2. This statue or image represents four kingdoms made of various kinds of metal. In Daniel 2, verse 44, the Bible says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. These four kingdoms are man-centered and anti-God. They will one day be destroyed by the smiting stone, and God's kingdom will endure forever and ever. 
Then in Daniel 7, we see four great beasts. One is like a lion and has eagle's wings that were plucked off. A second is like a bear that raised itself up on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arouse, devour much flesh. And then there was another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. Then there was a fourth beast. We're told that it was dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And of course, when we go to the book of Revelation, we see ravenous and dreadful beasts as well. Why these vicious beasts used to represent governments and empires? Why is that happening? What do they indicate about governments and empires? Simply this, governments and empires are vicious beasts. They have teeth that rip, tear, and destroy. We are warned that if governments are not restrained, they will do much damage and much harm. Unfortunately, governments are often like cancer. They grow and grow and become ravenous, vicious, and destructive. They do much damage. The American system of government envisioned by our founders calls for limited government. Everything within this nation is handled by the states. Foreign issues are handled by the federal government. When a nation becomes a police state, however, federal law enforcement intrudes itself into local affairs. Local issues are not handled by local police, but rather by the federal government. This is happening in America at the present time. In addition to that, there has been a growing abuse of power against churches. I want to read a number of headlines that clearly illustrate what I'm talking about. Here's one. Police raid churches drive-in service issues $500 tickets to entire congregation. Here's another one. Southern California officials impose more coronavirus restrictions for Easter. Parks closed. No drive-in church services. Here's another one. Chicago police break up church funeral service for violating coronavirus stay-at-home order. Here's another one. New York Mayor de Blasio threatens to close churches permanently for having church services. Here's another one. Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher prohibits drive-in religious services during the week of Passover and Easter. Here's another one. California County bans singing in online worship services. Can you imagine that? Here's another one. City demands churches turn over names, addresses, phone numbers. Officials want information for surveillance of members. This is just a short list. It could easily be added to. Even local police are stepping out of their boundaries and becoming abusive. One example is the kidnapping of baby Cyrus. Cyrus Anderson was ripped out of the arms of his mother, Marisa, by officers of the Meridian, Idaho Police Department, and it is all on film. Here's the story as told by baby Cyrus's grandfather, Diego Rodriguez. 
Baby Cyrus was sick and vomiting, so his mother, Marisa, took him to the hospital. The baby was later discharged with a clean bill of health. Apparently, baby Cyrus has an issue where his body cannot fully digest proteins yet, so he has to stick to breast milk. A couple of weeks later, baby Cyrus was again vomiting. Marisa planned to take him to the pediatrician, but the morning of the appointment, Marisa was ill and canceled the appointment. Well, that was a simple cancellation. Cancellations happen all the time. But the nurse practitioner called Child Protection Services and informed them that Cyrus Anderson was an endangered child. Can you imagine that? So two Meridian police officers came to the Anderson home, but there was no one home. The family was out having dinner together. They were spotted by police at a gas station. City detectives arrived along with a dozen officers in squad cars. They arrested the father and also Marissa, baby Cyrus' mother. Then they body searched Marissa. Friends, there were many, many cases of police abuse during the lockdowns. I think of the uh, disgraceful George Floyd story. I can also mention Rodney King and many others. I am not against law enforcement but I am against police abuse. Such abuse is a betrayal of the order of God who has established civil government with authority to maintain law and order for the good and well-being of society. Marissa did not want to let go of baby Cyrus, but she was overpowered, male cops handling a young woman It was a disgraceful scenario, all because of an overzealous pediatrician, a control freak social worker, and scores of tyrannical police officers who violently ripped baby Cyrus out of his mother's arms, all done under the guise of a medical emergency. This is what I call medical kidnapping. We have to beware of governments that do not know their limitations. Why don't we trust parents any longer? Why do we think that the state social services system is better for kids than home with mom and dad? Are we afraid mom and dad might teach their kids about God and how he loves them and has a wonderful plan for their lives? Is that what we're afraid of? Once again, our nation is under the hands of tyranny and oppression. And if our once great nation is ever going to become great again, we have got to get back to the secret of what makes America great. Discover the secret in Billy Crone's DVD, What Makes America Great Again. What Makes America Great Again exposes the amazing three-step plan that was set up by our founding fathers to ensure our freedoms and maintain our country's awesome power and vitality. Order What Makes America Great Again when you call toll-free 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Tomorrow, Billy Crone will continue to reveal the steps to what will make America great again. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.